I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along I am telling you Yuki is evil. Okay. He's evil. Okay, no, no, he's stop, 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 What? Chloe, wait. What? Start from the beginning. <laughs> okay, okay. So, we're watching Card Capture Soccer, right? Yes. And this, this is something you've never seen before. Yes, it's adorable. I know nothing about it. We are, we are five episodes into this show. She's a child in love with what's ostensibly an adult. Yuki, who is what, like a, a uh, senior, a, a college, a college senior, he's a high school, of, an adult businessman. He, he's, he's a high school. Okay, he's student. got like he's got like eighteen feet on her in the height department, and he's drawn like a chiseled Have you adult. Seen a child. Yes. Okay. Moving forward, I see you every day. Anyway, moving wow. forward, he's evil. The show is representing him as a soft, sweet love interest for her that she can't have, this unattainable sweet boy. But <laughs> but I can see it. Him, he he is evil, and he's the arch nemesis okay, of Sakura's okay, brother. Because okay, okay. the cloud cards were in Sakura's basement. Who had the cloud cards, Sophie? Who had them? Whose were they? They were just in her basement. They were the brothers as part of their ancient magical feud. I, I'm telling you, I, I don't know why you, you can't see this. It's right in front of you. It's not even subtext. It's just text. Chloe, Yuki is the antagonist. This is a children's show. Exactly. the 90s. Children's shows have antagonists. <laughs> Pegasus from Yu-Gi-Oh, anybody? <laughs> Yuki's basically a young Pegasus. Or old, I can't tell. Hold on. Pause. Okay. Pause. I pause. I need to give an ounce of backstory uh-huh uh, we're watching card capture sakura which is uh, a 70 episode anime that i'm sure a lot of people have seen who watch anime and it's a magical girl anime and it's one of my favorites um it's adorable and i haven't seen it in like a decade so i don't really remember that yuki's the bad guy oh i can't say with honesty that i i i remember or don't remember that anyway um so we, we play every episode as, like, kind of a, a little game. We, we tend to watch it before bedtime, but, like, we play a game where uh, in every episode we start shouting out what we think the name of this episode's, like, it, the, the baby The baby card. It's the baby. I'm pointing to Sophie because you guys can't see that, but I am. And that's a, that's a fun example of the game we play. Yes. The toddler. The baby. The, the infant. The little sister. The messy. The... You. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but... Dang it. Um, Chloe has come up with this wild theory about this show. Theory, theory. <laughs> that's what that's what people like to say that this obfuscates nice, the truth. This nice white haired boy. The white haired. Has there ever been a oh, white haired character Hold in on, an wait anime? A minute. You're who's right. A good guy. Hold on, you're right. Pegasus, Bokaba or Karibo. Who who's the little the little shit in in, in <laughs> Yu Gi Oh? Also, I can't say who's the little brat in Yu Gi Oh. M- Mokuba yeah, has him. black hair. No. You're thinking of... Um, His evil alter ego? <laughs> you're thinking of... Uh, you're thinking of Bakura, which, yes, he is evil. <laughs> is he not his alter ego? Is Bakura a different character? <laughs> they both have really fluffy 
hair. Wait, are they not the same person? One's a child. Oops. Okay, yeah. But anyway, Bakura is the is the white haired evil person's old yes. Pegasus, and but lots we also of other have Evangelion. Uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh, you're seeing the you're seeing the tracks laid for my my I'm theory. I'm thinking of white haired anime protags and uh, uh, none. None. Sukasa from Dot Hack Sign comes to mind, but it could be argued that he might be the villain too. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> I'm I'm right as right can be. This this children's show it needs an antagonist. It's it's this guy. You know what? I really I didn't think that your theory had any grounds, but the white haired thing is you make a good point. All right, I guess we'll just keep watching and we'll we'll figure out if he's the villain or not. Tune in next time to Card Captor Sakura. Yuki Watch. <laughs> Welcome to the usual bet. We're we're a podcast. We do age play and we discuss things eighteen and up every week. <laughs> every week we make a bet and losers and diapers for the next episode. I am the big sister encounter extraordinaire Sophie Elizabeth. I am the baby sister and and I I'm gonna change my name uh, after I've suffered this loss to punished Chloe. <laughs> kind of like the, the, the main character of the hit game Metal Gear Solid 5. I'm, I'm punished, Snake. I'm punished, Chloe. Because I've been betrayed by the community. Oatmeal raisin cookies are good. This was so long ago, and I think we need to address the fact that, guys, your, your write-in campaign, your, your protests on the Twitter were successful. Oh yeah, we've been released. We were released back to our caregivers. Uh, which we are home. It was pointed out by someone that the caregivers sent us there in the first place, so we were released back into the custody of the people who put us there. We did have a few days when we got back of really kind of not not knowing what was, uh-huh, what uh-huh, was going uh-huh. on. The punishments have been many. And, we uh, we we are in we are in in timeout corner permanently. Still not over a lot of that hypno, but no, it's kind of yeah. built in now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and we're actually we're even recording from the timeout corner, so where, that's good. Where we belong. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, thank thank you all for saving us. It was it was wonderful. Uh, we really wanted to be here last week, but a series of unforeseen circumstances sort of barred us from that. Uh, that routine that we are in and that that those circumstances are oh. Chloe bad baby mean bad baby <laughs> <laughs> I was really sick um I do I do wanna wanna apologize for the the baby breaking crew who tried to break us out oh, of the gosh. jail they're still in there oh, they're they're in there for good I'd say like I'd love to do a hashtag for them and save them no you know, sort of I like think, pay it forward I think but, it's best to just wash our hands honestly speaking like yeah well that's gonna give us some more trouble exactly. we might get sent back and, it'll be this and, endless cycle and like all cycles they need to be broken and I think that this is the good, good time to do that exactly so uh the good luck. the 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 helpless babies who probably can't understand what we're saying anymore who are still trapped in the playpen of Penitentiary. Um, we're sorry. And I'm sure you're so cute now. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Do we have all our humor out? Do we have all the laughs, the, the giggles? Did we do them all? I mean, probably not. I don't think that's possible. I'm. I think we're. I think I got all mine. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I think I'm good. <laughs> The reason why is because I want to bring up, like, an actual serious topic. I don't want to do that.
Yeah, I do want to do a serious topic. Okay. Because um, this has been on our docket, I think, since like episode 10. Something we've always really wanted to do an episode on. And um, never get around to it. Mostly because we, we like to be funny. And um, sort of... Uh, like make this an enjoyable show for your weekly entertainment. A we, chill, a chill, fun show for for laughs. Yeah, we don't want to like bog you down with a lot of a lot of drama and stress and anxiety the way that uh, the world will do for us. Exactly. So um, we we really haven't touched on this. However, uh, we have gotten a lot of emails from people who um, have kind of brought it up before, and I've been seeing a lot of stuff going around on Twitter and. Um, Chloe recently had an experience. I witnessed something really, really, really traumatic. Um, yeah, we don't want to get into too much uh, nope. details and for like triggers and whatever for, for you guys. So trigger warning, uh, mental health, self-harm, suicide stuff. Uh, but uh, Chloe was um, I sort was, of... I was... I was out with friends and family and stuff uh, in the public, and uh, somebody wound up taking their own life uh, very, very nearby, like within 30 feet, and it was very traumatic for everyone involved. Um... So we want to talk a little bit about mental health and how littleness plays into that and ABDL stuff and, um, like sort of how littleness can be therapeutic and a lot of stuff. An amazing coping mechanism, escape mechanism, um, how I'm using it to, to kind of handle stuff, how other people can use it as an effective tool for, for for mental health and stuff. We'll talk a little bit about personal anecdotes and stuff as well. And if you're worried that this episode is going to get too graphic, I think what we have said is probably as graphic as it is going yeah, to be. That's that's it. If 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 you are listening, if you skimmed ahead to anything like that, uh, that's all we're going to touch on kind of what happened with me. And we're going to more talk about uh, generalizations moving forward. So, um... As, as a mental health professional, I have a lot of information on stuff like this, and I hope that um, the people listening will take me seriously in the things that I am saying, not only as a member of the ABDL community, but also someone who... Th- this is my this is my job. This is my livelihood. You I know a, what I'm talking you about. You got a degree. You got a license. You practice. You're so you're... this isn't just like Sophie pandering to the the masses here with uh, with talks. I am actually addressing like the way that I, I personally feel about this, but also the way I professionally feel about this. Um, I want to give it a history on my mental health. So. Um, Anyone who knows me well knows I, I, I have a lot of anxiety and stress, and um, I a lot of that's self-inflicted because I, I'm a perfectionist. But um, it used to be a lot worse. I, I remember when I was a lot younger and I first started getting into little stuff. Mm-hmm, and I really... And I was really hard on myself 
because I thought it was very weird, very out of place. I even had, I grew up in the, the age of computers where even at 12, 13, I had online friends mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. were into this stuff, who I, who I like could talk to about it. And I knew I wasn't alone, but like, it still, it still weighed really heavily on me. I felt like something was wrong with me, mm-hmm. felt I was, I was damaged or something. Some kind of monster. Yeah, or like a, a pervert and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. sex positivity has come a long way in like 15 years or whatever. But um, like I, 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 I really, really didn't like it about myself. Um, as I grew older, uh, I, I feel like I used to have a lot more confidence back then or maybe I was just more desperate. Like, I would share a lot of my little stuff with people I liked or were romantically interested in, which backfired a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. but it also led to some of, like, the best relationships of my life and um, really helped cement a lot of positivity around my littleness. Mm -hmm. And um, then when I was 18, I, for little reasons but also for other reasons and a lot of mental health problems and um a lot of self-loathing regarding uh just my body and my identity and I was I was out as gay at this point but like it was it was still very new you Mm -hmm. know um I I tried to 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 kill myself and it went poorly because I thankfully I'm a coward and don't really understand how to do things like that very well. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really I'm really glad that I was as um under researched and naive as I was. Uh because after that I I started taking some different medications that helped a little bit. I didn't start official like antidepressants or anything for another like five, six years. But um it was a a very bad time in my life. A few years later, I, I actually had another, like, I didn't have a suicide attempt, but I was feeling it really, really badly, and I wound up going to a, a mental hospital. And I don't really think that helped me a lot, but it definitely kept me out of harm's way for the allotted time I needed to sort of get my stuff together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I really think the mental health system in this country needs a lot of work, but... <laughs> um, anyway... I I started writing stories around the time, I think a little bit before uh, my first attempt, and um, I got a big like community online where people cared a lot about me, and mm-hmm. I had people in real life that cared a lot about me too, but I feel like they didn't know me as well because like my littleness is something that's very important to me, something I didn't really realize until I was much older, um, that... It's so intrinsic, so core to who I am as a person to mm-hmm. the point where, like, I I know a lot of littles out there can keep a really good dichotomy or maybe even if they feel like they can't, they've practiced for so long, they can manage it. Um, and I, I've come to terms in the past uh, five years or so that that is not me. I, yeah. That is not the life I want to lead and I, I don't think I can. But back in the day, um, I didn't know that and I... I uh, I just felt really out of place with my friends, and even though I loved them and they loved me, it didn't feel like they I could 
I was me. Like, I didn't feel like I was all there, you know? Absolutely. Uh, anyway, um, I started taking antidepressants uh, on the recommendation of someone I was dating at the time. And I honestly took them out of sort of spite. Like, I, I took them as like, a, well, this isn't going to really do anything. Or this is going to make me so, uh, like, numb to my emotions or maybe... Uh, not care or apathetic or something but quick, quick update that's not what antidepressants do <laughs> no it sure they did no not at all but i was really i was like i'm gonna take these out of spite see how like they don't work mm-hmm. after a month and then go off them and know that i never have to do it again and i can kind of shove that in people's faces mm-hmm. after like four days i felt I, incredible <laughs> i was incredible like i un- unbelievable um Day and night, like, it was, um, I couldn't even, I couldn't even conceive what it used to be like anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. like, it's not that anything really changed, but it was just easier. Like, something that would take me so much energy and effort and, and, and willpower to accomplish became, uh, mundane. It became so typical, so easy and mm-hmm. obvious and i'm just like oh cool and then suddenly because i could do things so much easier i i started like being more who i am being less afraid being more uh open um actually going out making friends um taking chances that i normally wouldn't take and wound up in a situation where i have you here with me and um it's me all my other friends in this house uh, all of who know and accept who i am and i i think back to the sophie from like 10 years ago and how she could have died you know mm-hmm and i think about all the stories i've written all the friends i've made this this podcast that is mm-hmm. we have gotten more emails this month thanking us for this show and how much it has helped them emotionally than any other month in the past uh maybe even combined it was it was unbelievable we've gotten so many emails and knowing that it's it's i just none of that would have would have happened even if i don't do something grand or or change the world or fight the system or break something down and end a bad cycle and start a good one. I, I know that I've changed individuals mm-hmm. and that's a lot of why I, I, I'm a therapist because I, I want to help those individuals. I think that it's by helping each other as people instead of as, as numbers that we um, really change the world and change perspectives. Absolutely. Long story short, and we'll, we'll touch on the little stuff more in a second, but that's my Story history with past. mental health. And thank you for being vulnerable and talking about your your storied past. Yeah. Um. So, so you come from a place as not just a therapist or social worker, but also someone who struggled with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Sophie, how has little stuff helped you? Um. Obviously, antidepressants and and actual mental health care, crazy important. But but beyond that, like like how has littleness and baby and and 
age play helped you get through? Because I have my own stories, but you just gave us your background, and I want to I wanna know your fixes. Okay. Um, I've always made excuses for them. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I always made excuses. I was always like, oh, well, I need diapers, otherwise I'll wet the bed. Even though I didn't <laughs> really wet the bed like that often, or even sometimes I feel like I maybe tricked myself into doing it intentionally just so I had the excuse to wear a diaper. That makes sense. Or like I would intentionally kind of stay up as late as I could and feel terrible the next day unless I slept with a pacifier and that's like the only time I would let myself sleep. Mm-hmm. Not because I might have actually needed it, but because it was an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, as time went on and I... Uh, started growing up a lot and became an adult, uh, my excuses became more complicated. They became, oh, well, I'm doing this for this person. Mm -hmm. I I had friends who definitely took advantage of my littleness. Um, But it was also, even even though it was horrible and I have a lot of trauma surrounding it, um, it helped me. It was a, a reason for me to be like, oh, but but now I get to be little and I have a reason. I have an excuse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then as I probably just before I started my antidepressants, um, I had a period where littleness was an escape. And my excuse was that it helped me feel better. So I could go a few days without being depressed. And then I'd start getting depressed and be like, Oh, well now I have to be a little because that will help my mental health and then I won't mm-hmm. be depressed anymore once again an excuse to be little mm-hmm. and um then uh I started antidepressants and things got better and I didn't really need an excuse I don't feel like I really needed like a a reason um or maybe I just couldn't find a reason so mm-hmm. I started like I had a lot of dissociative episodes um that were sort of um maybe almost an excuse that I I couldn't control what was happening. So, of course, now I'm baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was, granted, an extremely stressful part of my life where I was doing, like, graduate work. Um, And I think it's only maybe the past two years I'm at the point where I only date people, I only bring people into my life, like, seriously into my life, like, into my house, into my my seeing-on-a-weekly-basis kind of life. I only bring those people in who know about my little stuff because it is, I, I don't want to make excuses to be little. It is, mm-hmm. it is me. And I don't need an excuse to enjoy it or be happy that I like it. Um, it's been a really complicated journey uh, where I feel like I was always trying to rationalize the need to be little. And it's only very recently I've come to terms with the idea that I don't need a reason to like something. That's true. Or even a reason to do something I like. So I guess in terms of littleness, that's kind of the journey that I've had. It's always been something that's easy. Um, in, in, in therapy, we have um, a, a phenomena that we call a toolbox, mm-hmm. and this is something that you put all your coping mechanisms in. And if when people are unsure about their coping mechanisms, you can make a literal one. You can you can sit down, you can make a, a shoebox, or, or 
something and decorate it and make it your coping box, your toolbox. Mm -hmm. And inside you put representations of things that you do to cope. So you might put things in it like, oh, well, when I am really stressed or really depressed, I watch TV or I watch a specific TV show. That would go in the toolbox. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, when I'm really depressed, I eat food. Um, so I put this like a representation of this food, maybe like a wrapper or something in this toolbox. Mm -hmm. And the, the point of the toolbox is they're not always healthy. If you hurt yourself, if you cut yourself, that's a, that's a coping tool. That is something that you use to, to get through the day. Mm -hmm. It's not the ideal one, but, and this is, I'm not sure how many of you have heard this before, but that's fine. Like it's okay to hurt yourself if that is what you need in the moment. You, I, I'm not saying that it's ideal and you should definitely be working toward better coping strategies, but if that is what you need to stay alive, it's perfectly acceptable. Getting to the next moment is the most important thing. Yes, so the, the toolbox is there, both good and bad, to help you see what it is that you have at your disposal in order to make it through those moments. Mm -hmm. Littleness is one of those things. I would say just like any other coping mechanism, littleness is, is both a mental escape from the stressors of reality. And granted, I'm speaking from, for me, from my personal experience. Um, but it, it pulls me away. Uh, it gives me... It gives me an excuse to act in a way that maybe I once thought I, I couldn't. Like, mm -hmm. acting like a baby or, or being really excitable about something you love um, or uh, just enjoying something to the fullest without cynicism. These, these things seem anathema to adults. Mm -hmm. Like, you cannot be an adult and do these things. And for some reason, I was able to do those things with little, thus coping mechanism. Just let me enjoy the things I enjoyed. It was literally like an antidepressant. It's, it takes away my, my, my overwhelming, exhaustive thoughts and allows me to, allows me to just do the action in an easy, obvious way. And um, that was always in my toolbox. I think where I've come from is that uh, in all my time with my toolbox, I for a long time thought that that littleness was something to overcome, mm -hmm. similar to self-harm. Um, and it's not. Like, I, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not even hurting myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have some emotional despair afterward or regret or, or shame or, or stuff like that. But that's, that's emotional that I, I can work to get over and have worked to get over. Mm -hmm. um, as long as I'm not using it to punish myself, as long as I'm not being little so I feel bad, that's not unhealthy. And I just... I've been evaluating my toolbox my entire life, and I've taken some things out of it that, and you know what, I haven't even taken them out. I've, they're so rarely used, they're brushed into the corner and don't mm -hmm. even see the light of day. If I need to hurt myself, if I really need to hurt myself, I know that's there, but I haven't in so long. 
and I have all these other things. And um, the point of the toolbox is to go through them, kind of organize them from what you consider the most healthy to the least healthy, and start there. Mm-hmm. And so when something big happens, you don't immediately go to hurting yourself. You go to, well, let's watch a TV show. Well, let's wear a diaper. Like, that's okay. And then, like, if none of that works, you still have fallbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have those fallbacks. They're still in my toolbox. I just I haven't had to get down to them recently. Mm-hmm. All of those other tools I've built. And I've added many tools since, both through therapy and through living life. Um, huh. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm not even sure I answered the question. but You answered it, kind of. <laughs> but littleness is, it's always been in my toolbox. It's always been a means of coping. And um, it's developed so much as a part of my identity that it has become something that I considered very high on the list of harmful things in my toolbox is mm-hmm. something I consider very low. I I can say in regards to my toolbox or whatever that littleness has been essential not just right now when I'm kind of struggling uh, but for forever I've, I've had my own kind of hard journey and stuff I've suffered through and deep depression and stuff. And little, this is how I like got to bed at night when I was like a, a teen. It's yeah. how I was able to, to step outside of all of the crazy emotional feelings I had and have something that just is all encompassing in a soft kind of pillowy way instead mm-hmm. of a, a, a bad, angry, stormy way. And, it's it's been so important. I I've used it when I have been at my most depressed. My most depressed time in my life, I I I could barely function, but I could wear a pull-up and I wore one I I wore them constantly. I it was a full time. It, oh my gosh, I I'm in training pants, right? Mhm. I cannot tell you the simple uh clarity to my mental health, this one stupid act has brought me. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Exactly. I I don't know that I would have made it through my like depressive episode without that coping mechanism that I could have every day on soft crinkles. And I was much smaller back then, so I fit into large good nights much better. And I felt cute and soft and sweet when I could barely feel anything. I really want to make a point there that um, if you guys listening to this, every time you take off a diaper or you take off your baby clothes or whatever and you feel that shame and regret of everything, remember that that thing that you just did probably helps keep you happy and alive. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not, it's not something that you did out of just pure... Even if it's just a fetish, even if you just do it for sexual gratification, that sexual gratification and that intrinsic you-ness of mm-hmm. it is still supporting your mental health. It's important. And keeping you safe. I can say absolutely that after going through stuff recently, uh, it is, I have been little, very frequently when I wake up mm-hmm. to try and... Uh, Facing the day is kind of hard, and uh, going to bed's kind of hard, so I've been little going to bed and waking up, and it's, it's, I get to 
start and end my day with soft, fluffy comfort and, and affection from my mommy. And, and I get to be completely removed from Chloe the adult. And I get to sidestep over to, to soft toddler baby girl who doesn't have these worries and doesn't have these stressors. And it's, it's so beneficial to be able to take a breath of, of fresh air almost. And um, on that point, a lot of people might say, probably who are not in this community, but mm-hmm. a lot of people might say like, okay, well, it's taking that step away from yourself and, and basically jumping in this totally different headspace is, is kind of like um, dissociating and like dissociations aren't healthy, to which as someone who has had many in the past, they're extremely helpful. They're... I don't understand this philosophy that that basically not always addressing your problems all the time is unhealthy. You need a break. You need escapes. Dissociations happen, which little space can be a kind of dissociation. They happen because your brain, your mind, your body needs a break. It needs it needs to take time. We're, we're not meant to constantly be processing emotion information. Sometimes we need a break. And it doesn't mean you should always avoid your problems, but sometimes you just need time where you're not struggling. When you get hungry, your body feels bad until you eat. If you, if you are low on sodium, you will crave salty things. Like, that is a normal physiological response. Mm-hmm. Likewise, if your brain is like, okay, I really, really, really want to put on a diaper, there's probably a reason for that. Mm-hmm. If, I, I have felt a lot of desire to feel literally, and you just wrote a, a new story, and I am, am I got early access because I'm, I'm special and get perks. Because I need your editing help. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like what I said. Um, but, but I have been really fixated on that since I read it. And that's because my brain's telling me, you need to be little. You need to focus on this. You need to take a break. You need to do things that feel good. And that's okay. That's good to follow that path. It's good to let myself be little and, and take a break and breathe. I'll process the information and and events as quickly as I can, but that can't happen all at once. And littleness is a good way to make sure it doesn't happen all at once. Another devil's advocate here that people might say is, okay, but just because you want something doesn't mean it's good for you. It doesn't mean that it's it's something that you should do. And in a lot of cases, that may be true. Generally speaking, if you're not hurting anyone else, guys and you're staying within the bounds of adult consent, I I just wholly disagree yeah, <laughs> on a professional level. Like, I understand needing motivation. I mean, we, Chloe and I both have motivation problems, and sometimes uh, running from your problems all the time isn't the right answer, but I would say that never being little is as bad if not worse than always being little mm-hmm. like you got it you have to make a balance of things dodging out of your responsibilities for the sake of fine baby and granted if you are in a relationship and you have a life that has really supported the concept of fine baby and you don't really have those obligations of adulthood that you are quote-unquote putting off constantly mm-hmm. um then that's fine like I'm, I'm saying that like obviously responsibilities 
and um, obligations are something that adults need to do. Ignoring those for the sake of, of ABDL feelings is not the way to go, but ignoring the ABDL feelings for the sake of responsibility and obligation is not the way to go either. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important to find a balance and it's important to, to recognize that your littleness is not just a fun, trivial thing. It can be a really good tool for your toolbox. It can be really helpful if you let it be. And I think that's maybe the biggest hurdle people listening to this will have is is letting themselves be be little to, to help themselves. Letting letting it be something productive and useful and not shameful. Because we live in a household where it's it's the antithesis of shameful. It's it's commonplace, but that's not true for everyone. And and I have to say, if you if you can try to use it to, to as one of your tools, you might find that it is a, an exceptional coping mechanism. Okay, so we've kind of talked about like your feelings on the matter and my feelings on the matter, mm-hmm. and I I. I want to get some more opinions. Okay. Um, so, you may have noticed that this whole time there's been there's been my blankie has been next to us. Yeah, it's conspicuously person shaped and yeah. it does move sometimes. Yeah. So I'm gonna. This is a, a bit of a surprise that I've had for you. Oh. It's. I'm free. It's Kimmy. I'm free. Oh so, my gosh. And I'm back on the show. You are. It's so dark. So we <laughs> under we, the blanket that got dragged out here that I've been here the whole time and uh-huh. this certainly wasn't just brought in. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. So we want to talk. We we we've talked a lot about this. We want your opinions, your insights. We more want... like a Kimmy perspective. Like um, we, I think we talked a lot about the coping mechanism things, but give us give us a a, a Kimmy sort of uh, lens. Of, yeah. Give what's us the, the Kimmy what's the Kimmy lens, lens? on? On the mental health and littleness and um, the... do you, do you have a specific question? Because I can do an entire speech on that prompt. So we've we've done we've basically given the entire speech thus far. So uh-huh. I guess to get specific on the matter, um, how has littleness helped you as a coping mechanism? Maybe okay. that, yeah. Maybe some insights there Give could us be some a good... personal anecdote. Yeah, be okay. vulnerable. So, oh, I'm never vulnerable. Uh. <laughs> I always have shields up. No one has ever seen Quiet me cry. Coyote. <laughs> no, go ahead, go on. Oh, oh, okay. So, um, littleness has been helpful to me. Um, Chloe, you may not know this, but. Uh, on very difficult days, uh, sometimes I go to Virgo. Really? Yeah. <gasps> and I like I know that I'm generally just a very quiet person. Yeah, it's you're so quiet and I just subdued. never even notice <laughs> I, I, because of how polite yes. and, and soft you are. And timid. Timid. And yeah, that's definitely. the word I use to yes, describe definitely. you. I'm an introvert. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. And I just, I, I just, I retreat to my room to recharge my social energy because talking to people is draining. Mm-hmm. That's what extroverts say or introverts say, right? It is. Tell us about you. Okay. Tell us about okay. your, your nonverbal so, times. Um, being nonverbal can be very soothing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels like 
you just can't say anything right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like it doesn't matter how hard you try to explain your feelings, they're too big. Mm -hmm. And the other person isn't going to get it or isn't going to empathize uh, the way that you might feel you need. You can't get it out, Or they might not have the spoons to deal with your shit. Language. Right. They're your poop. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) Chloe's face right now. (laughs) And um, being nonverbal, provided that the other people around you are prepared to deal with it. Mm Mm-hmm can be very soothing because there's no risk of me saying something that's going to accidentally hurt somebody else's feelings because I'm overwhelmed. It's, it can be challenging because if I, if I want something, if I'm trying to communicate a need, uh, it can kind of be a guessing game for the person who's trying to help me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A great, a great excuse to, to draw back on what Sophie was saying earlier, uh, that excuses Littleness being baby is a great way to be nonverbal. Yes. Because you're too little to talk. Or pet. Or pet. Which is tends to be how I do it lately. Although, I gotta tell you, I've been having a really like emotionally draining month. Mm-hmm. So I think that I'd really like some little time. Mm-hmm. Because it would help make you feel better and cope and recharge your batteries. Yes. Because it, when you're baby, people are nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cute. That is so cute. Like, this is like when you're baby, Sophie, we take care of you. I've never been baby. We make you food. What? Daily. Never. I made you food earlier. I we, made my own food ever that, since I was one year old. You, you are, are one, year, one old. year old. And you don't make your food now. I, I make all my food. You, I cook it all myself. You don't even myself. get your own beverages from the fridge. I do. You wait until someone stands up and then you're like, <laughs> while you're up. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I kickflip my way to the kitchen and grab my my juice boxes all on my own with my sunglasses. Why is juice in our kitchen? Five coyote Kimmy. Okay, really quick, before we get too off topic. uh, What would you say the percent chance is that when you ask for a drink, because that's how you get drinks, it'll come back in a sippy cup? Zero. Honest? Honest answers only. A (laughs) hundred. Well, it depends. Monster generally just comes in the can. Maybe. Depends if my mommy gets it for her. Anyway, um, any other insight on just littleness with uh, mental health? So, I heard you suggest that other people try it yes. in order to cope. Yes. So, my piece of advice is this. The hardest part about finding your little place is getting out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Society has spent your whole life telling you how to act, how to behave, how to be mature, and stand up strong, and put on your big girl panties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You are your own bouncer to babyhood. <laughs> you are your own baby That's, bouncer. Hey, that one of those is the episode name and i'm not sure which but both are great but the hardest part is getting out of your own way mm-hmm. because when you put that pacifier in your mouth part of you is going to be going i look dumb mm-hmm. this is dumb mm-hmm. i should not do this untrue pacifiers are cute <laughs> i don't care who you are i don't care what you look like pacifiers are so cute that's true 
That's but, a, it's especially true for girls, but it can be very difficult. For nah, them. even boys, even non-binary people. Everyone's so cute with pacifier. Everyone wear pacifier now forever. Even if you're not baby. Even if you're not baby. It's just cute. I want everyone in a pacifier mouth all the time. And that's great because you have to think before you speak. <laughs> um, you never do. Uh, because I don't have my pacifier. That's my point. Even when you're passing. No, no. Last no. night, she she said something really naughty, and my mommy passied her all night. And... I didn't say anything naughty. I was chewing on my phone. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. She Well, she didn't say anything naughty after that. I sure didn't. That's fair. That's fair. But the, the point of advice is how to get out of your own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chloe, how do you get out of your own way? Uh... I just, yeah, this is funny. I'll actually, I'll actually be pretty genuine about it. When I, when I'm in my own way, I, I take a moment, I, I step away from the situation, and I, I put myself on trial, and I look at myself and I go, listen, objection, overruled. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I hold say, her in contempt. I, I look at myself and I say, contempt. Okay, I'm not sharing this. Straight to, oh, straight to baby, you. play penitentiary. That's already that where was I'm so headed. so good. Thanks. Um, anyway, I, I look at myself and I go, you know you're going to do this anyway. This this is inevitable. You can see that you want this. You can see that you need this. It's it is using your diapers, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I tell myself, you are going to cave on this inevitably. Why am I putting up such a fight right now? Whether it's right now or I wait three hours to do it. I am going to need this. Might as well just do it now. And I, I, I convince myself not to waste my own time. And that's how I, that's how I force myself to do things. That's genius. Yeah, it's how I, it's how I do everything. If, if I'm feeling hungry and I'm too like depressed to get out of bed, I'm like, you're going to need to eat anyway. You might as well just get up now and go eat. Why, why are you just gonna wait? It's not gonna do anything. Hmm. Just go. So you convince yourself of the futility of your own resistance. Yeah, my own futility, my own resistance to babiness. That's fair. I'm, it is futile for me to try and be a big girl. Might as well just go be baby. So my advice would be this. You have your own internal monologue. Yeah. Right? Everyone does. Not everyone, but most people. Most people have their own internal monologue. Yes. You have your own thought process. Yes. And your internal monologue is really mean to you. Yeah. Generally speaking... Uh, I don't know if it's American culture in specific, Western culture in general, or humanity, but society has trained you to push yourself. And this leads you to saying things to you that you would never say to another human being. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, you're so stupid. Why did you fucking do that? Language. I'm sorry. I swear a lot. It's really interesting that you say that because I think my coping mechanism um, to... Or editing. 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 It's really interesting you say that because I think my way of getting around my baby bouncer is I I have um, my internal monologue, but then I usually kind of talk to myself in my head, so it's like more like a two-person internal monologue. Mm -hmm. That would be a dialogue. No, it's still all me though. It's like a it's like a Sophie ex Sophie internal monologue slash fic. And now I'm pretty my, sure you have art of that. That's true. I should get art of that if I don't. Um anyway, so uh in my in my head I will assign uh other Sophie, Alpha Sophie, um the 
role of kind of like a caregiver, so I'll say something kind of mean about myself, because mm-hmm. I always do, and then they come back, and then they say something nice. And I think this stems a lot from the fact that usually when I'm, like, uh, lewd, uh, I, I, I have fantasies about, like, uh, me and a caregiver and them. Yeah. But words are my, words are my thing, so, like, them saying nice words to me is what sort of turns me on. So, usually when I am in a position where I'm like, oh, this is really dumb, I look stupid, I don't know, like, I'm not, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have, like, my internal voice that I can be like, no, you're adorable, and, like, kind of talk down to me mm-hmm, and from mm-hmm. a it's almost second secondary perspective on myself, and I think that's my, my way of handling it. That's a really that's good really way good. to do it, too. That's really good. The way I do it is once I realize that my internal monologue is doing that, I think about the perspective of, would you say that to Sophie? Would you say that to Chloe? Would you say that to this person that you don't like? I don't know. You you say some things just to get in trouble. So <laughs> That's not the same thing. Maybe you're just trying to get yourself in trouble with yourself. No, I'm really, really mean to myself. I tell myself that I'm ugly and, and unlikable all the time. And frequently you two have to pick up the pieces. That's true. <laughs> So it's still to get in trouble a little bit. No. A little bit. No. Just a little bit. bit. No. But you, you do get in trouble for being mean to you. That's true. <laughs> but yes, you... you. It was th- it was Pudding that actually gave me the, don't be mean to my Kimberly. That's It's a really good one. I've heard that one from you guys. Don't be mean to my friend. Don't be mean to my Kimmy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. Um, consider other yourself mm-hmm. and cons- don't think of yourself as, oh, I'm me. Oh, I'm... Sophie's big sister. Mm-hmm. I can't be mean to Sophie's big sister. Sophie would be so upset about Who's that. My big so sister? I can't. Me. I You're can't in be... a diaper. Aren't you? No. What? I'm the adult. Your butt is so padded. Are you sure? That's just my trainer pants. Oh, your trainer pants. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap up this topic because we're getting over on time. Okay. Anything else, last words to say on uh, all this mental health and littleness? Be nice to yourselves. Let yourself be little. Consider allowing yourself to be little to escape your your problems. Not to escape, to process, to cope. But escaping also can escape. Be like, yeah, that's your. No, own you're right. Opinion. I apologize. Yeah. You know, escapes escapes can be good, um, and and just just be excellent to one another, including yourself. Party on, Chloe. My <laughs> my advice is passy cute. Where where passy do passy so cute. That's good advice. I like that that's advice. The Sophie philosophy. Passy so cute. Put in mouth. That's you now. I, I think we found out what she's going to have clipped to her for the rest of the night. <laughs> Good call. Friendship? <laughs> yes. Uh, my advice would be treat yourself at least as nice as you would treat your friend. That's good advice, Kimmy. Okay. Well, that's that. And we still don't have a bet. So. Okay. I bet you won't have a bet. That's no, not, that's not we how are, it works. We can just, you know what? We'll take that bet because we're going to come up with one right now. And then you lose. So you've lost. So you okay. That's diapers twenty four hours. All right. Good job. Now, good job. Chloe. High five. Woo woo. Wait. Okay. Now One and done. Okay. That. Any ideas? Okay. I I I need something a little light. We've had a heavy topic, um, and I need something easily winnable for me because I need revenge on you for for this last bet. <sighs> so give me a second. Okay, you know what? I've I've got it. I I want to keep to the to the themes here. I want to uh, uh, m- get around the baby bouncer. 
Yeah, um, I, I have another, a key literally thing that I do that's kind of a comfort thing for me as well. And I think a lot of people do. And I want to bet you based on those. Okay. To, to pull back the curtain, it's, what is your little food? So this was a question we got um, uh, from our, our friends as yeah, well. Yeah, that's where I got the idea. Oh, okay. It's, it's been poached and okay. stolen. Cool. But it, but it does... A, no, it's a good bet. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I have a, a specific little food that I like. It is uh, banana pudding with the little the little wafers oh, in it. that's fair. Yeah, the little like wafer cookie things in it. Vanilla wafers. Yeah, that. Um, vanilla folders. Um, so I, I have those in there and I really like, it makes me so little and it's so good and yummy and soft, but also crunchy. And it's got this, like, like it, it knocks me into, into baby town and I love it you, so much. You go bananas over it. Like when somebody tells uh, you that there's banana pudding uh, around, yeah, I, you're like, I do. Oh my God. Like that, that is an accurate representation that would be that would that's like one of those infomercials. I do do that and I run. Okay, I do have one now. Okay, so you have one. I thought of one. Cool. So is this going to be our bet? Is, is yeah. this a good bet? Okay. All right. So like, what, who, who has which, the better little? Well, food? What, which what people would prefer? You, yeah. What's which what, one would you like prefer? What makes you feel more literally? I yeah, guess, that's a good one. What What do you more associate with littleness and stuff? Okay. Um. Well, number one, I, I don't like bananas. I'm allergic to bananas. That's so true. I do like chocolate pudding a lot, but I don't think... I mean, it is a little bit literally, but not like uh, a lot literally. Mm-hmm. Um, my immediate go-to is mac and cheese because... Um, I don't know why, but just every time uh, I have mac and cheese with like a small spoon, it's like, ah, oh, little vibes. You so know? Like that's three cute. times a week. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think that the one that probably is most apt, and I, I chose this because mac and cheese doesn't instinctively make me feel a little, but this one does, ice cream cones. Oh, like ice cream cones? Yeah, so here's the thing. When I have it in a cup, which is my preference, I yeah. prefer ice cream in a cup. I prefer to have a spoon. It's cleaner. I, yeah, it's cleaner. I, I like that more. But that doesn't intrinsically make me feel little. You drip okay. it on yourself anyway, though. Uh, yeah, uh, probably. But an ice cream cone, and granted, please understand, I don't like cones. I know a lot of people like cones. I waffle cones, sugar cones, I don't care. I don't like them. I don't like them, I won't eat them. Okay. But I do love to get, when I'm feeling little, a chocolate and vanilla swirl soft serve with rainbow sprinkles. I never knew this. I love it so much. If I you want, If you ask me, like... If I'm feeling little and you're like, you want to go out for ice cream? I'm like, yeah. And then I'd get like a chocolate. Oh I'm, I'm here writing this down in my mind. It's my the notes. rainbow sprinkles that just really do I pulled this one on you from afar. From afar? From in afar. In the distance? Yes. Why? Before I came to Michigan. When? Uh, it was with LB, actually. Okay. She picked you up at one point and No, it was Chloe. It was Chloe! Me? Yeah. You picked her up, and I was like, make sure you take her to get ice cream. And I was, like, littling the crap out of you over the internets. I do remember that. That's yeah. cute. It was, like, three years ago almost. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I, I love especially Rainbow Springs. I like, I don't know why, the act of licking a, a thing, it's like, you don't really lick anything as an adult in yeah. an eating way. It's like, what? What do you what do you lick? Like, lollipops? Ice cream cones? Daddy. Like, and that and that brings us to our point of 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 why it's so unique to, to ice cream for it to be a little thing and not a pervy thing. 
such a pervert, Kimmy. I like daddy. You're <laughs> such a pervert, Kimmy. Anyway, um, ice cream cones are mine. I'll okay. will, I will say any kind of ice cream cone you want, but like ice cream cones are definitely my things. Okay. So usual bet. Which one which one do people kinda of prefer? Which one like sparks their little interest more? Chloe. What? You lost. I know I did. Okay. It's okay. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ice cream versus banana pudding. No, it's specifically yeah. ice cream cones though. Yeah. Ice cream cones versus banana pudding. People like banana pudding. Okay. It's basically we'll like hey, sweet baby. This food. is why this is why we have a bet. Chloe lost. It's <laughs> yeah. already over. I'm I calling it now. Lost. Okay. I guess we'll see. All right. Okay. That's it. That's we're we're done. We're definitely this went so much longer than we wanted. So um, have a wonderful week, everyone. If you want to vote on this week's bet or get our uh, special mini episode that will be posted along with this one, you can join us at Patreon.com/SophieandPudding. Where else? Subscribe star, uh, dot adult slash Sophie and Pudding. I can't say that one as fast. I'm sure we'll get there. You'll get there. Um, we're on Twitter as well at the usual bet. Uh, if you have any kind comments about the episodes or even any ideas or whatever, uh, feel free to email us at the usual mailbox at gmail.com. We do read all of them. So, like, if you just want to send us a chat and talk about it, it gets read. Not only do we read them, but I think I've replied to every single email we've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Mimi, for help with our theme song. Thank you, Juice, for our wonderful cover art. You can find it at patreon.com slash juiceboxart. Shame on Kimmy for being a total pervert what? on a really sweet, nice, uh, childish, innocent podcast. Shame on Kimmy. Shame on Kimmy. Shame B-B- on Kimmy. bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. Okay, uh, that's it. Say bye, Kimmy. Bye, Kimmy. I knew that was coming. Bye, Everyone Kimmy. Everyone knew that was coming. Bye-bye. <laughs>